Welcome, Parent Warrior. I am so glad that you are tuning in. Today, we are going to be talking about the secret sauce to academic success. Is it boosting your child's self-confidence or is it boosting your child's self-esteem? And you probably already guessed from the title. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into the topic and cue the intro. This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mom of four, Jessica Shields. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Parent Them Successful podcast. Again, I'm just so glad that you are here. You are listening. You are tuning in. And I just want this episode to be such a blessing to you. So today I am going to be talking about confidence. And I really, really, really want to dig deep into the research that I have been reading And so I'm looking at the research surrounding self-confidence, self-esteem, and how it's linked to improved academic performance. And as a parent, I know that that is something that you are definitely connected to. It might be top of mind, especially if you have a child who has a learning disability or even a learning difficulty. It could be mild, moderate, severe. That tends to be the focus when we have a child who is struggling. So I just want to share with you in this episode, three key findings explaining why. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. I'm just going to let the cat out the bag, but explaining why focusing on confidence is critical in preparing your child for a positive school experience. And so Why don't you just relax, tune in, turn up that volume if you're on your commute or just tighten up those earbuds if you are out for a walk or run, because this information will open your mind to the power of confidence and why self-esteem is is really not the answer. Building self-esteem is just not the answer. And so be sure also to stick around for your weekly challenge and your weekly loving reminder. You definitely don't want to miss that. So let's go ahead and talk about, first, let's talk about the difference between self-esteem versus self-confidence. And I'm just going to be the first one to be honest. I usually Uh, well, before doing research, I would use these two terms interchangeably. And so, you know, after learning more about each and even self-efficacy, but we're not going to get into that today, but just really learning about them and the differences and, you know, really trying to understand the nuances behind each type of self-reflection, it helped me to really shape what is truly important when we're looking at academic achievement, overall performance in school. And so it helps me to help 
parents better, to better coach, to better mentor. And also as I am working with school-aged children to really help those educators know what they need to do in order to help those struggling young young people with their academic performance. So it just helps really, and I know I'm saying this a lot, but it, it really does give us a lens to use in order to be more supportive where they need that support. So I want to first talk about this term self-esteem. Self-esteem really is about believing in yourself. And that sounds good. I mean, to some degree, yeah, we need to have a decent amount of self-esteem. But is that what we're looking for when we're trying to improve academic performance? So keep that in the back of your mind. So self-esteem, yeah, believing in yourself. And basically self-confidence is believing in your abilities. So think about those two definitions. Think about the differences there. Believing in yourself, believing in your abilities. Which more? Which one has more power, more impact? Just think about it. And I'll just give you a little bit more information about self-esteem. So really, it's literally how favorably a person regards him or herself. High self-esteem can mean confident and secure. But here's the caveat with high self-esteem. It can also mean conceited, arrogant, narcissistic, egotistical. So if we're too far on the end of highly esteeming ourselves, it could turn into something that is not really socially acceptable. And believing in yourself is really good for certain situations, but it it can become a barrier in a social situation. So does it really apply to improving academic performance, academic success? Okay, well, we're going to come back to that. Self-confidence. Now, that one is more, again, about believing in your ability. What can I do? I have confidence that I can master this task. And so when we're thinking about our ability, think about your child's um, ability to even master anything that they're putting their, their minds to. So it's more of what we call a growth mindset frame. If you think about it in terms of what we believe we can or can't do, that all comes down to mindset. And so growth mindset is a term that was coined by researcher Carol Dweck. And it just means that we value what we're doing regardless of the outcome. We just value the process. And it doesn't matter if we are successful or we fail in our attempts. We value the learning process. We're open to learning from our mistakes. And if you think about it, if we have a growth mindset, we learn to thrive on a challenge. It's like, oh, give me a challenge. I'm going to figure it out. I, I'm getting energized by that. So think about it that way. And people with growth mindsets don't see failure as a way to describe themselves, but really just a springboard for growth and another way to develop ability. And think about that, believing in your ability, self-confidence. Let's start making some connections there. A growth mindset is also an approach to life. 
It's how we approach problems. And in these situations, we believe that our talents, our intelligence, and our abilities can be motivating and also that they can expand. And I want to use the word expand because if we don't have a growth mindset, then we must have the opposite, which is fixed mindset. And we'll talk about that more in just a moment. But I do want to just point out right now, I'm just going to give it to you straight. There is little to no correlation between self-esteem and academic performance in the research at all. It does not point, one does not point to the other, okay? In order to improve a child's achievement, we need to improve their confidence. And that's what I have been working on so diligently. And I created a framework that I use to help parents with that. And it's called Empower Through Strengths. So I just love that framework because it really does focus on building up their confidence because I know now after all the research I've done in the past that that is what is the secret sauce to academic success for our struggling learners. So I want to just share some information with you. Now, there was a meta-analysis of about 128 studies on this topic conducted. And this was done by two Australian researchers, B.C. Hansford and one of my other favorites, John A. Hattie. Love his work. And they found that the average correlation uh, between self-esteem and academic performance or achievement was in the range of 0.21 to 0.26 for my statisticians out there, which basically means that um, self-esteem can only account for about four to 7% of some type of variation in academic performance. So it doesn't really give you too much bang for your buck. It doesn't have a pow, you know, a, a strong impact in academic achievement. And so the effects of self-esteem from these studies were very small. It's limited. It's, it's not really good at all from a research standpoint. So, for example, let's just talk about what that might look like in a classroom. If your child is sitting in a classroom, they're struggling learner, uh, maybe the teacher might encourage them to uh, regard their performance as being favorable, like they're not wanting to hurt their feelings. So they're celebrating their their um their inabilities just like they would for someone who did master a concept so it gives them a false sense of what they're really capable of doing and now this strategy is very popular in the self-esteem movement and it is a very tragic mistake because children don't get to deal with the truth they don't get to um, really mitigate where the problem might be. And there are ways that we can do that that don't destroy them. And again, it's because we don't want to hurt their feelings and we don't want to challenge them too much because we don't want them to have to fail and have to deal with that. And, And I'm telling you, that is a dangerous place to be because if they're not being challenged, then they're not really growing as much as they could have been if they were learning how to take on challenges and deal with them, that would be, again, more of a growth mindset. So when we keep that that opportunity from them, it hurts them in the long run. So just keeping that in the forefront of your mind. So 
what you find instead, again, is this inflated self-esteem. You have a child who really isn't performing where they need to be, not being pushed where they should be, and not learning how to learn from mistakes. So we have this inflated self-esteem, which is a recipe for a host of other problems and destructive patterns, especially as they are getting older and as they matriculate through the school system. Things get harder, not easier. We know that. So it does not set them up for success. And I want to share with you a quote from uh, Churchill here. And it says, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So Winston Churchill is just so, so insightful. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts, that process, very process-oriented. And these wise words um, unfold what the growth mindset is all about. Seeing opportunities instead of obstacles. Okay, that was hard. That gives me an opportunity to get better in this area or to at least mitigate what I didn't know and move on into something that I do well. It is, it's, an, it's not an obstacle, it's an opportunity. That means that seeing failure as a chance to develop ability instead of placing these limitations on the potential inside of us. And for our children, it's the potential inside of them. And that may look like your child believing that they are either smart or not. That's a limitation that they're good at math or not, that they're good at reading or not. And those are limitations because it doesn't allow them to believe that they can grow in that area. And I know that they don't have to read uh, at the at the 12th grade reading level in the fifth grade. But if they're a struggling reader, there's still room to improve. And that's where I'm getting at. There's always room to improve. You may not be perfect in that area. Maybe that's your area, that their area of disability, but it still means that they have room to grow. And so if they don't start understanding that there's room to grow and that they can do better, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but better, then this is what we call a fixed mindset. Fixed mindset is all about limitations. It's all about the unwillingness to try new things. It's all about um, not wanting to learn something new because you fear that you might fail. And I've seen a lot of kids feel this way, but I don't want to fail. So I'm not going to try. I don't want to look stupid in front of my friends. So I'm just not going to try. And so that can limit them in so many other ways because they have that fixed mindset. And it's our job to help them have that growth mindset so that they can build their confidence and be more in tune with what they can do and be more successful in school. And so it's also important to know that confidence and the willing to try, even if there's failure, is where we want them to be. That's where we will find a solution. That's when they start to understand that even if it doesn't work out the first time, I can keep trying. So I want to remind you 
Again, there's little evidence that boosting self-esteem increases academic success or even real true happiness. And studies continue to show that children who attribute their grades to their own efforts, their own ability, their own trying and willingness and strengths are more successful than kids who just believe they don't have any control over their academic outcomes. So I want to share three key findings as to why self-confidence is the way to seeing the change that we want to see. And so the first key finding is a study. These are three studies. And the first study, researchers examined first-year engineer students. They're learning uh, math in a university college. And this was during 2005, 2007. And so in this study, When it came to academic performance, confidence was a much stronger predictor of success than self-esteem. And that is the first key finding that really we need to put more focus on building confidence, much more so than self-esteem. And so there was another key finding in a representative um, University of Iowa study college students were divided into high confidence and low confidence groups by being told that they were taking a test designed to measure intelligence of Ivy League versus high school students. All right, keep that in mind. Test scores from the groups were compared and peer evaluations of participants' performance and academic confidence were examined. The researchers expected group assignment to affect participants' academic confidence and academic performance, and they were right. So the students assigned to the low-confidence group perform worse, as expected, than students assigned to the high-confidence group. So just by being told that you are a part of the superstar group can boost confidence. It really is about what they believe about themselves and their ability. And it's really, it really is true that what we tell them, they believe it and they start to believe it for themselves. So that's why we have to uh, be mindful to make sure that we're speaking life into our children. So the third one is the third study showed that confidence levels can be manipulated or situationally induced. So this one was from 1992, which I thought was interesting to share. And it described a case study in which 13 year old boys Um, A 13-year-old boy scores on the Wexler Intelligence Scale for Children, also known as the WISC, rose 28 points in four months as a result of a significant change in motivational circumstance. And this increased his self-confidence and engagement. I love that. And his engagement in mental work. The boy was exposed uh, to a few hours of dynamic assessment a program in which he was not allowed to fail and was given any help needed to succeed. And that was the key in this study. This is not doing it for them. I'm not saying we have to do the work for them, but rather support them when it becomes difficult while still allowing them to do the work themselves. It is great for our struggling learners to know that they're going to get supported and we don't we're not going to do the work for them. We're going to let them struggle through it in order to help them better solve 
problems. And again, remember, confidence comes from trying things, wanting to, knowing that, first of all, knowing that failure is an option that might help, that might help you learn from the mistake. And it's not final, it's temporary in that the situation can be turned around, kind of going back to the quote from Winston Churchill. So just in a nutshell, those three takeaways, those three key findings, takeaways, here they are. When it comes to academic performance, confidence is a much stronger predictor of success than self-esteem. Number two, just by being told that your child is a part of a superstar group can really boost their confidence. It's really, again, about that belief, what they're being told, what they believe, the growth mindset. And then, of course, giving children the type of help that they need to succeed is so important in building their confidence. And especially if they are one of our struggling learners and they just need those accommodations, modifications, whatever it may be, that is the point of an individualized education plan if your child has an IEP is to put supports in place to support them so that they can access their curriculum, right? That's the whole point, putting those supports in place. So remember, instead of focusing on building their self-esteem, let's focus on building self-confidence and that will help your child become highly successful in school and beyond. It takes them throughout life. And that's what I love so much about my parent impact program. I just get to focus on that confidence piece, giving parents the tools, showing them step by step. What are the things that we need to focus on to get your child from point A to point B to back in the happy zone to back in the feeling good about yourself zone to back in the I'm not my disability and it does not limit me zone. So I just love working along those lines. It brings me great joy. So by now, I hope that you are thinking about how this information may be helpful to you. Or, you know, maybe you have a friend or family member who you feel needs to hear this as well. And you know what? First, before I tell you what to do with that information, with those thoughts, I want to just first challenge you. Let's get you up for a challenge. Think about one way you can build your child's confidence based on the key findings. Just take one thing and think about how you might work on building their confidence. And and the loving reminder is simply remember that focusing on what they do well is a great start. So I hope that helps you. But yes, definitely. Hey, if you're not already following, go ahead and hit the follow button or subscribe button so that you don't miss any new episodes. And again, as you're thinking about that sister or that cousin or that friend, that family member who could use this information, share the link, parentthemsuccessful.com. You can even take a screenshot of the podcast image and send it to them. Say, hey, listen to this. And if you're the type of parent who is really serious about better supporting your child's growth and development, join my email list for more free content to help you on your parenting journey. 
You can find me at StrongerMindsStrongerYouth.com forward slash join the list. And of course, you know, I'm going to make sure these links are in the show notes. I would never leave you hanging, but I really do appreciate you listening. And thank you so much for joining me for this important conversation today. So until next time, please be blessed and love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.